Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody from all points in the time stream. It is your ABTV Legends of Tomorrow after show, and it is the penultimate episode. That's right. We're talking about season one, episode 15. It's called Destiny, and tonight we are going to be talking about robot suits, fallen soldiers, and something called time travel. Free will only exists here on After Buzz TV, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I got really excited just there. So, so, this is this is an episode to get excited about. It is. I really right I, off the bat. Right off the bat. Feelings. How, how do you guys feel about this episode as a whole? Because for my money, this might be the single best hour of television from Legends of Tomorrow all season. Oh, man. First, let me say, my name's Dave Child. And you can find me at MRDaveChild on Twitter or anywhere. Go to DaveChild.com. That's true. And you know how I feel is I feel... Like this was this was like one of the best episodes because so many things happened. It actually like moved really fast, and it felt like oh, some of these episodes have just been feeling like they're treading water. I remember that was my big kind of comment from last week's episode. It just felt like it was not quite knowing where to go. It was treading water, and this time like so many things have happened. They've introduced concepts that I think they're going to bring into the next season. And the things happened here that gave me like tingles, and yeah. ex- I was I was excited, and then I was super sad. Totally, yeah. yeah. Who 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 are you, and how do you feel? Well, <laughs> I am Lucretia Lyon, and I have a black name, and I have feelings, and I do not like feelings. That was a weird, but it was weird a very good episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I am Lex yes. Michael. I'm all over social media at the Lex Michael. That's who I am. In case anybody was still curious, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel so many really wonderful things feelings. about this episode. Speaking of episodes, feelings. you're watching an episode of our after show, so do us a favor, <laughs> like, subscribe, write us a nice review, rate us five stars, but all right. So, guys, we got we're processing a lot of emotions right now. You got to yeah. understand. I feel so happy and so sad at the same time. Right. I agree. So, I want to jump in and I think the easiest way to address the series of events in this episode because this is an episode with so much going on. I think maybe the easiest way is to track our individual groups until they reconvene near the end. Right. And I wanted to start with Jax and Martin. And Jax got sent away into the time stream at the end of the last episode and finds himself five months ago immediately after Rip recruited the team. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was distracted by someone <laughs> Someone wrote, what's the name, Humberto Lonzo? Lonzo. Lonzo said, bless Dave for wearing black. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for noticing that, uh, that I am in mourning. Right now, but we'll I am. I'm, 
I'm wearing gr- mm. gray. It's gray with a black symbol. You guys symbol. are mourning as much as I yeah, am Yeah, we've got gray a little bit to go with our So black. what were you saying? I was. Uh, it was <laughs> just a great comment that was about me. So Jax, for most of the episode, is working with Stein to fix the jump ship to get back yeah, to the rest of the team. I have to say, I predicted. Granted, I said it last week as, man, this would be a terrible idea if they did this. <laughs> if he worked on... Because they were introducing the idea that he knew how to, like, really knows his way around a time ship, which I've criticized in the past that it's kind of ridiculous that a mechanic knows how to fix a time ship just because he read the manual. Right. But, you know, this was kind of nice. It was kind of nice to have these moments in a show about time travel have these have these Back to the Future mm-hmm. moments, have these Back to the Future 2 moments. It was specifically Back to the Future 2 when Marty goes, <laughs> goes up to... Uh, up to, like, Doc after Doc just sent him away. Sure. And was like, I need you to go back to the future. The end of Back to the Future 1. Into Back to the Future 2, I right. believe. Right. Uh, no, I believe no, it back was to Back to the Future 2, two mm-hmm. into 3. Into 3. It's Back to the Future mm-hmm. 2 into 3. That's exactly what it was. And, of course, Stein seems a little bit confused. Like, wait, you just I just saw you leave, and now you're here with, with different clothing? Yeah. How did you do that? And he has this my first favorite line of the episode, mm-hmm. something called time travel. Which, dun, dun, dun. That was great because mm-hmm. it was simple, but it was also very patronizing to Stein. <laughs> no. Which is nice to have this moment where Jax could be like, oh, now? I can call you an idiot. Yeah, he was finally superior. Yeah. Well, and because you guys are bringing up that specific point, I did think it was really interesting, and it draw drew tenses drew into sharp relief how much Martin has grown as a person in only the five months or so that they've been traveling through time. I suppose it'll have that effect on you. Mm -hmm. But you see, what a what a jerk, what an arrogant like know it all jerky person he was five months ago. Yeah, and Jax got to show up to the pilot and be, look, I'm a fully involved character. And I'm not just I'm not just a character they wrote quickly. And I feel like he was now you see a bit more sides of him, actually making him really smart and making him know what about time travel is actually Beneficial, even if it was a little bit of shortcuts to get to that point. Sure, it's kind of a nice. It, it makes him seem like an actual, like, fully involved character. <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. It was nice, and it's nice. It. I really enjoy their relationship, even though uh-huh. every so often mm-hmm. there there is a a oh, decision keep... one character or the other will make that makes me go, huh? Here's what I really <laughs> dug, though, is that I think uh, Jax. <laughs> Gave Martin the idea to roofie him. No. Yeah, Jack Fair said that as well, and that's just so, so more like a hot tub time machine moment to me. Like, oh, right. I gave you that idea. <laughs> well, here's the thing: this this episode, I love this episode, but it has a lot of retcon. Yeah, it has a lot. <laughs> it has a lot of. I think the writers being like, "Ooh, this wasn't. Good. This wasn't. This was this show that the writers were listening to our show." Mm-hmm. As as a writer has said, they have. Which is super cool, by the it's, way. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for watching. And thank Great you job. for listening yeah. to by our the show. Way. I'm, actually, I'm sure they wrote this before they our show even aired. But, but no, 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 no. We'll take it. Okay, all right. Let's pretend they listen to our show. <laughs> and they're like, these guys aren't being super negative. They're being very critical and smart. <laughs> and we're going to take... And, you know, they, they have a lot of good points. <laughs> And one of the biggest points they brought up in the pilot episode is, isn't it weird that he got roofied? (laughs) 
And I kept thinking, man, they keep referencing the roofie in this episode. They keep bringing it back, and they ref- they have to, because it's in the pilot and in the origin story of this team, yep. they do have to keep bringing up the roofing every now and then. And this was their retcon of being like, ah, oh, that's cool. He was kind of asking for it. <laughs> well, but more than more than asking for it, I felt like Stein's reaction when Jax tells him that he ruins him is like, well, yeah. I would never. I would never. I would never. You do. So, so do you? My question for you guys is: Do you think that if that conversation had never happened, because now, right, presumably right. time travel rules. That conversation had happened when Stein, Rufy, Jackson, and the pilot. Much like how Vandal Savage, uh, to quote, uh, paraphrase Vandal Savage, cosmically, it already happened. Mm. Yeah, so do you think that if Jax hadn't put that idea in Martin's head, do you think right. Stein roofies him? If, yeah. if Jax was smart, he could just say, like, <laughs> you know, just, maybe just ask me more. <laughs> maybe just, really just, maybe not do the roofing thing, but instead he's just like, no, roofing's fine. It's yeah. not, not, not just that it's fine. It. He, yeah. goes, he goes one better and says... Essentially, you roofing me is the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> that is not. That's what she said. Kids, do not take that. No, that is not what she said. Which, that is definitely not what she said. Kids, do not listen to that. <laughs> roofing never, will never be the best thing that ever happened to someone. It will never. He is not, he is not trying to take you on yeah. a fun space-time adventure. It yeah. ne- unless it directly leads to space-time adventure, yeah. which it won't. I don't care how good you think you are it won't lead the space time adventure so do not think please don't roofing people so the more you know (laughs) i can't stress this enough so so that's what Jax is doing on earth five months ago in the present at vanishing point most of our team is in time jail time jail where stein is falling apart because he needs that connection to the right. other half of Firestorm to maintain his own inner not exploding, yeah, which is always preferable, but also... And also, I was a little upset to see that not everyone gets a cool gets that cool, like, leather jacket yeah. when they're in time jail. We assume that since Rip Hunter gets, like, a cool leather jacket all of a sudden, when he's in time jail, the duster's gone. Well, they probably had his measurements on fire. Yeah, yeah and they think. were just like, well, you're in time... As we said last week, you're in time jail, so you have to look like Indiana Jones when you're in time jail. <laughs> But and not everyone got that. No, no, but we do see them try to put Mick back into his Kronos outfit. Right. He gets taken out and they try to recondition him. Mm-hmm. And you do see him get put back into the the whole get up and he seems totally ready to comply. Kendra yeah. is it tries to fight but is knocked out. Given yeah. to Savage, who takes her away in the jump ship to 2166 London. Yeah, and didn't you notice how the fact that Kendra and Nor Carter are really a big part of this episode, and the fact that it was the best episode? Yeah, well, I don't think it's... I, I can't say it's their yeah. fault. I think it actually shows that this, this show is strongest when you know where to put a character, and you know when to put characters on the sideline. Yeah. And the fact that they actually put Kendra and Carter on the sideline and had them not really do anything doesn't mean they're weaker characters. It means they took time to actually explore different characters more and not feeling like they have to, like, touch every single character and have them each have an emotional arc. Yeah, it's a lot of characters to try and service fully inside of about 40 minutes and change of TV. Yeah, and usually they try to force all of them in. And so, yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I think it also showed that what you could do is, Mm -hmm. what you did in this episode Mm -hmm. was you had Kendra 
do a really cool effects thing like where the hawk thing. she yeah. used her hawk wings to actually, you know, knock some people back. And then she had a cool flying thing. She had like, mm-hmm. she was able to have her cool action sequence, and then just you know go away for a little while. And right, I think that's cool. I and, think that was a good idea. And she doesn't end up getting off of this jump ship. Vandal mm-hmm. Savage goes to twenty one sixty six London, succeeds again for the umpteenth time in killing Rip Hunter's family. Right. And at the end of the episode, they're still together. He still has her. But while we're at Vanishing Point with most of our buddies in Time yeah, Jail, I time really, jail. really want to talk about. Rip Hunter and our buddy Drews. Truce. <laughs> because Truce. Because Dave, you, oh, you Truce. at home, they're all they're all laughing. They're giggling. And they're gonna giggle on their way to work tomorrow Truce. when they remember you saying Drews like They brought him down. Truce. They, so you alluded to a number of what feel like retcons being in this episode. Yes. And this is where we this get is the biggest retcon. We get so much recontextualization of uh-huh. everything that we've been watching. Can I say, by the way, that I can't speak since we're speaking of Druce and also the other guy that was trying to reprogram uh, Declan, I believe. Declan, yeah. I cannot see their outfits without thinking of uh, of uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yes. Yeah, they are just they just look like George Carlin and the other guy. <laughs> They're just George Carlin and the other guy in the future, and I keep wanting them to go like, well, it's. Yeah, if if we weren't like required to use "Let Love Keep Us Together" again, I was gonna suggest the uh, "God Gave Rock and Roll" to us for this one, just because they they just look so much like him. Anyways, so yeah, well, so Rip wants to know why you know he has a, a lot of questions. Why haven't you killed me? Why are you helping Vandal mm-hmm. Savage? He's not a right. very nice person, and Druce lays it out, <laughs> and he lays out not only have we been supporting Vandal Savage, not only have we been enabling him to get into this position to take over the Earth, it's because we need him to be in charge in the year 2175. Because in the year 2175, the planet Earth is attacked by the denizens of a world called Thanagar. Now, the second he name drops Thanagar, all three of us sat bolt upright in our seats and looked at each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to talk super quickly, (laughs) and we're going to move on from it. In case you haven't read the comics, maybe there's a reveal coming up, and this will be a bit of a spoiler. There's a bit of a spoiler, because if you don't know who the Thanagarians are and kind of what role they play in the comics, and you don't want to know now... I just put it up, put put us on mute for like maybe five minutes. Yeah, not five, not five. We're not going to be like it's maybe this over and over for five minutes. Just stop minutes. listening yeah. to us. I just <laughs> no no no. Chub, chub, okay, like, cool. When it's yeah. as it's green, if you're watching this on YouTube, the, the video version. Mm-hmm. When the, the green light version. goes away, you're safe. But if you're only listening to the audio version, give it like ten, uh, really ten seconds. Ten seconds, and then you're fine. But ready? We're going to possibly spoil something if you don't know the comic. Thirty in, seconds. In three. One minute. Two minutes. Two, one. They're all hawk people. The Nagarians are all hawk people. And it's crazy that they're bringing Mm -hmm. that in because that's like, this is what makes the Hawkman, Hawk Girl origin story way too convoluted Mm -hmm. in the comics because they make it so they, they come from Thanagar and then they're reborn several times over. So the fact that they're bringing the hawk people in also. In the comic books, there's a popular run where they have a civil war or a, a war with Ron, which we've brought up in previous episodes as being introduced by Adam Strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a th- theory that the the guy who's going to show up, that we know is going to show up, could be Adam Strange, 
makes a lot of sense. So it could be leading to the Ron Thanagarian War. Okay, I think we're done. Okay, yeah. okay, and potential spoilers. And to bring, turn the lights off. Okay, okay light cool. Up. All right, so now we're safe. We're moving off from spoilers, but crazy name yeah. drop of that of that particular world, and the implications are really, really. Yeah, and also it's, this is the first hint about what I think season two is going to be about. The first full on hint. Well, hold, hold that for predictions. Okay. Yeah, hold that, but. So many more information nuggets get dropped in this scene. Right. Like, not only were the Time Masters enabling Vandal Savage to do all the nasty things Vandal Savage do. Do all the nasties. They have, in <laughs> fact, they have, in fact, also been using the Oculus viewing chamber to yeah. manipulate Rip and his team. And in my notes here, in all caps, I excitedly typed, it's Druce's fault Rip is a bad captain. Yeah. Yeah, they basically, or I think it's not their fault. They just knew he was a bad captain. <laughs> so they're just like, who's the worst captain that, whose family can we kill? That's also a terrible captain. <laughs> and then we'll just bungle through history and do everything we need him to do. Oh, Rip is that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rip, he sucks. Let's get the yeah. guy in love with Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved how he kept his poster. That yeah. was so sweet. This is the first time we saw. There was one scene, since we're talking since we're talking about Rip, there's one scene where we we see very in briefly them talking in that kind of pilot's chamber that he has, a little lounge It's a conversation area. between Snart and Sarah. Snart and Sarah, yes. As they're talking, this is the first time I've noticed it. It's probably always been there, but this is... Right behind them is a wanted poster <laughs> with Jonah Hex's face on it. That means Rip Hunter... <laughs> Is so in love with Jonah Hex that he took that poster and said, I will always remember him. <laughs> Put it on my wall. Dude, and that's when you know, too, you've got a really solid production design team because little details of production design that would be easy to miss are very revealing about right. character. Yeah, I think we that proves it. the love that, that exists between Rip and Jonah. <laughs> so, I'm going to name my kid after him. <laughs> I'm gonna put him on my wall. <laughs> this is my that's my British accent, by yeah. the way. Uh, <laughs> like it. It's like it's Jonah most of all. It is. It's yeah. like the equivalent of like a teen girl having a Justin Timberlake poster in her room, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's him. He's just fawning over it. Jonah there, Hex is Rip's Justin Timberlake. Oh boy, isn't he all of our Justin Timberlake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, so, I don't know. I go for Ray. He looks like uh, Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> Very dashing. Yeah. But uh, so. Drews starts talking about the Oculus, which is what the Time Hold Masters... On one second. What? Do you think he looks like Prince Eric just because he has a thing for people that are half animal, half, <laughs> half, half no, beautiful I woman? actually didn't even think about it, but just you put up a picture of Brandon Routh. Everyone do this at home. Put yeah. up a picture of him next to Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid, separated Dude, Especially when he was yeah. in Superman Returns. Oh, yeah. Like, uh -huh. yeah. He likes ladies with animal yeah. parts. That's all. Okay, continue back. <laughs> Anyway, had to say it before the time went too fast. Brandon okay. Routh, animal lover. So, right. so it starts talking about the Oculus viewing chamber, and the Oculus is what the Time Masters are using to not only keep tabs on everything that has happened, uh -huh. but also everything that will happen. And that's where we get this line about how the only place in space-time where free will exists is here in the Oculus, which, I don't know about you... As a concept, I find horrifying. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, existential horror right there. Um, also, the Oculus, in case you were wondering, is not a VR. No, it's, yeah, not, it's VR. not the Oculus Rift. It's that's not the Oculus thing. Rift. I keep expecting that when yeah. they went to the center of the Oculus, which happens later, <laughs> I wanted them to just be a bunch of guys just in mm. the VR suits. 
just bumping into walls. Oh, see, I was picturing when he has to reach into the machine, he pulls out one of those old, like, Viewmasters. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a virtual Click. boy. Click. He's just looking at a virtual boy. Click. Um, okay. But speaking of, so speaking of concepts that are absolutely horrifying, we double down on the existential horror with the reveal that not only do the Time Masters back Vandal Savage, they are behind the deaths of Rip's family. Right. Rip looks physically ill, as I imagine I would be. Yeah, it looks like he's about to puke emotions there. I know. Just yes. throw up sadness. Just a sadness. And rainbow. existential horror. Yeah. He <laughs> experienced starts nausea right there. Just like cart- just like weird, angry cartoon crustaceans, like cool. little things with pinchers and whatnot. Is that what existential nausea looks like to you? Yeah. Angry ones are like, nah. Angry crabs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Lex's yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. So, so okay. Wanted, what's, oh, oh, what's I'm happening? I'm sorry. We have we Phoebe. Have Phoebe. Uh, Michaela Page. Page says Oculus Rip. Good job. Uh, nice Good job. Uh, that was good. Okay, I right. like that. So I want to jump over to Snart and Sarah because they're the last the team that I want to touch on before yes. we all reconvene. So, oh man, the one thing I thought of during during their whole team up was, man, I could just watch a show that's just the two of them at the same time. Yeah. yeah, I just want them to just be going around, thin manning it out like around around history just it's they were so good they're so good together they're the one they're the the one like relationship that i've been gunning for this entire season yeah and i like that and we've talked we talked the ray kendra stuff to death on the show i think i we we've all talked about how we don't think it consistently Mm -hmm. works but now we can blame the time masters yeah Yeah. it's all their fault but there is so much going on between snart and sarah and so much of it is unspoken it is just the chemistry the natural chemistry mm. between these two actors i really think this episode was okay guys let's just stop for a second and look at the episodes we've done so far (laughs) What's mm-hmm. working, what's not working. Let's mm-hmm. fix the things that are working and or fix the things that aren't working and try to try to like emphasize the stuff that is really working. And one of the things I think they noticed was man, Snart and Sarah, they have a great relationship back and forth. I didn't even see them necessarily as a like uh as a power couple or as a romantic relationship. But they just seem like they have such a strong friendship. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was like, that's what I loved about them. And, you know, if it's going to be, you know, a relationship, that's fine, too. What's, you pointed, what's happening on the computer now? They're saying Dave is a genius. Hashtag yeah. Dave is a genius. genius. If you yeah. want to spread the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag yeah. Dave is a genius, that, that, uh, I would appreciate it. Maybe put Dave Child so people aren't confused. But okay. Now, there are... Yeah. In the scenes between Sarah and Snart, there are a couple of really excellent emotional moments, little touches like yeah. the reveal that Snart kept the pinky ring from his first job with Mick. This this actual making the subtext text about how he essentially asks Sarah for a kiss. Mm-hmm. And Sarah gets that great line, if you're going to steal a kiss from me, Snart, you better be one hell of a thief. Mm. Really yeah. nice touches, really emotional touches that in hindsight... Should have been red flags to me. Uh-huh. No. They weren't. Should have been, perhaps. But we see Gideon gives him a call on the, the space-time phone, yep. which is great. They decide we're going to warp out of here. We're going to start shooting at the vanishing point. But not before they put these little devices on the Time Master ships. And for a while, I almost forgot about these devices until the reveal of what they do, which is to make the time ships sing and crash. Right. Which was delightful. Yeah. Uh, by the way, does it, I thought I was hoping that was going to introduce Sarah's new name out of uh, 
White Canary to just Tennille. <laughs> so it'll be Captain Cold and Tennille. That would be adorable. Captain and Tennille. <laughs> and should be a giant <laughs> applause there. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Dave is a genius. Yes. Hashtag okay, cool. Yeah, we got a few going okay, with that. Okay, cool. So. cool. And Dave is a genius. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about this point in the story where our characters reconvene and sno- oh, now it's happening. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't repeat that one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. NSFW? No, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so our heroes reconvene, and Snart has to face off with Kronos, who, as we find out, is not brainwashed, and he straight right. up kills Declan yeah. by crushing his skull with his boot. To be fair, I think it's pretty easy to convince them that he's brainwashed if all he needs to say is his name is Kronos. Right. <laughs> it yeah. feels like... That was I, I know time passed during that, but it did feel like they just tried twice, and then he was like, my name is Kronos. You and like, it. oh, he's set. He's all done. <laughs> That's all we need to hear. Okay, cool. But I was very pleased at right. the ruthlessness with which Mick dispatched that dude. Uh, very satisfying crunch yes. from, from below frame. A good good head yeah. crunch. Yeah. yeah, kingpin style. Mm. So they're they're in a tractor beam, but Ray's like, give me your Kronos glove. Mm. And they scramble the operating system and they scramble the signal and they right. get away and they decide we So it had a nice little Ray a smart moment. That was good too. Yeah. It's good to have like touches upon what each of them team members can do. And they decide our plan is going to be we're going to go to the Oculus Wellspring and we're going to blow it up. Right. And we're going to defeat the Time Masters, and we're going to fix time by blowing up this thing. The next thing that happens in my notes, all capital letters, Ray eats cupcakes. Ray eats that, cupcakes. That was adorable. It's very important. Yeah. I love how he's like, I'm eating these because in case I'm going to die, I don't have to worry about diet. Like, mm-hmm. And then I will hang on. Like in the, in the Sylvia Plath Tibetan philosophy sense of the word, we're all dying. So... Do we all eat cupcakes? Yeah. Well, we should all live our life like it's the last day <laughs> like, on Earth. Yeah. So that's why I only eat cupcakes. Hashtag yeah. Dave's a genius. <laughs> I'm slowly dying because of it. Uh, Mick enters, and then my next note, in all caps, Mick eats cupcakes, uh-huh. which was very exciting to me. That was a great little scene between the two of them. Yeah, it I was like really nice. their bromance. It's not, I mean, it's nothing like Okay, not like every scene between yeah. a guy and a guy <laughs> is a bromance. Yeah, all but right? they've had a few. You know, him, yeah, hey, if you tell other people... People I care. I'll shave your head. Which I really yeah. like too, because it was a mm. reference to how Mick's nickname for Ray all season has been haircut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you do see, like, it's Mick finally admitting, yeah, begrudgingly, but yes, I, I do care. I got feelings. You tell, tell nobody. Don't tell everyone I got feelings. Don't you tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate people. For burn it down. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm just working out my Rory impression. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I got a burning heart. He's got a burning yeah. heart. Anyways, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So, what happens? So, right. So they, <laughs> the start, they, I, I think I'm, we passed this already, but yeah. I do want to. I do want to go a little bit back to the Snart and Sarah moment. Yes, let's mm-hmm. do that. Uh, where it's Snart, like coming out and just asking him. How? What is the future of us? Sure, because I think he's noticing that they have a relationship and they like being around each other. And then she says, like, if you have to be, if you have to, if you want to steal a kiss, you have to be. You better better be Mm. one hell of a thief. Yeah, one hell of a thief. That's a great moment. Is it amazing? Yeah, that was such a good. That's how you write a romance. Yeah, because it was also like a friendship. Yeah. 
a friendship moment where he brought out, hey, we're getting really close, we're friends, we're a guy and a girl, what do you think? And then she has that cute response. It's just, that was that was good writing. That's how you actually have a relationship. It was, it was so well conceived and executed that, again, Red Flag should have gone up immediately <laughs> that something was going to go horribly awry. Yeah, but it also didn't have, he didn't have too many moments that were like, you know, speeches. Right. So that's why it didn't seem like the red flags were going up. It was smart writing because of that. Absolutely. Because once you have a speech, once you have like a character give a speech, that's where it gets a little yeah. uncomfortable. And Rip is always just giving speeches. So, you know, but <laughs> always assume he's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hoping it. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm, okay. So our, our team, after making the other time ships uh, sing and crash, they manage to escape. They decide we're going to go to the Oculus Wellspring and we're going to blow it up. So they arrive. And are met immediately by Druce. That dude is just all over the place. Yeah. Druce. Someone wrote uh, earlier, by the way, Jack Fair wrote that as soon as they had knocked out Druce, mm-hmm. someone sort of said, I just dropped a juice. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not That's my funny. saying, it was Jack Fair, but I appreciated it, so I made a note of it. Yeah. <laughs> made sure it was said. Okay. Hat tipped. Tip. So, uh, hat tipped. So, Druce shows up talking about, it's not a trap, it's destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Winks at the camera. Oh, yeah. And they're surrounded. Again, backs to the wall. What are we, we going to do? They get their time weapons trained on us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, boom, Jack shows up. Jack's his backs. And just, just mows down yeah. everybody. Right. Kills a lot of people. A lot yeah. of them. Jax's All of them, backs. I think. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of moments in the show where it's like, they just killed a lot of people. People. And, and like not even blinking, like Ray just went through someone. Yeah, Ray. Jax just comes in shooting everyone. They do it a lot. Yeah. And then they have moments where like we shouldn't kill a life, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you just yeah, you did a lot. Yeah. yeah, you do it a lot, which yeah. is they did. I feel like it's a it's a tone thing. Like the tone of this show is such that most of the violence doesn't feel right. very grim because the tone is generally even when they go a little bit darker. The tone is light, fun, adventurous. So you don't. It's almost like when Indiana Jones kills a Nazi. But right. every so often, there is something like Ray, bullet-sized, flying through the one guy. That's just so specific. Yeah, and so like, what? What's well, a foundation yeah. of fun? So when it's a when something has a foundation of fun, like the Avengers movies or the show or anything or any of the stuff from the Flash universe, mm-hmm. you can put serious stuff on top of it. And it's still, because it has that foundation of fun, it won't get too dark. Sure. It's like the benefit of doing that, so. And, you know, it's like, he's shooting at him with time lasers, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like he's got rail guns on the front of this time ship and he's mowing them down with bullets. Right, right. Uh, So he disembarks, the time ship goes back to the Wave Rider, he and Mm -hmm. Stein hold hands, they firestorm it up. Yeah. And then, of course, we get more time hench people and we get another one of these hero fights that just makes my heart sing every time we get one. Right. And you also get, you make their way into the Oculus core. Yes. And that's where they run up against destiny. Run face first into destiny. It's and, it's worth mentioning that when Druce showed Rip the Oculus and showed him the future, yeah. one of the things Rip saw specifically is that this is a future in which poor Ray is is dead. He's quite yeah. dead. Yeah, he's he's getting blown up in the face after looking through a specific specific ring of light. And if I'm, I get maybe just a very fleeting glimpse of this future that Rip saw, but if I'm Rip and I remember this, I'm going, 
Ray doesn't look significantly older than he does right now. How about from now on, new rule team, Ray doesn't reach in stuff. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad that when, as soon as he took off the helmet and then he looked at like the shape of the mm. Oculus core, he actually did say like, oh crap, mm. this is this is the thing. This is the vision. This is what I'm seeing. And he, he tells him, he's like, yeah, Ray, this is what I saw. This is how you die. And Ray thinks about it and he goes, I- I'm okay with it. And yeah, because they kind of have a hero off at this moment. Because Ray is the one that is really... He always wants to be the hero. He always yeah. wants to be the hero. I think he would love to die a martyr. That's kind of what he's going for. It gives his life purpose, which it didn't really have before. Right, but no. then Rory... Just yeah. knocks him out. <laughs> knocks him out. Because I think Rory is someone who... He always has a death wish. He always is someone who's who wants to stick it to whatever man he can... And I think he also. Oh, and I know I said <laughs> yeah. what? I said it, but I'm going to tag Dave yeah. is is a genius. Is yeah. a genius, mm, boy. Um, but he he like also he just ta- had this moment with Ray earlier on in the episode where he talked about how important the team is to him. So it actually does make sense that he would want to, you know, go in there himself yeah. and stop Ray from having. And he also feels like. Because I feel like changing time is a way to stick it to the Time Masters, in a way. Yeah, and I feel like ever the evolution of Mick Rory, this would have been a really great moment for him to sacrifice because he does feel guilty for being Kronos and, mm. you know, a lot of his past. So, of course, he would want to be a martyr. Yeah, I was just about to say, just his willingness to lay down his life for anybody else shows you, and they've done it a little bit quietly, I think. It hasn't been the the front and center aspect of the show, but he's very quietly, like a couple of other characters, undergone a massive change in who he is. This is not the guy we first met on The Flash. Right. And that's, I think, very, very cool. Uh, The other thing I think is very, very cool and might be my favorite thing on this entire series, might be my favorite (laughs) thing on any CWDC show that I've seen. Rory knocks out Ray. Rip knows they have to get out of there. And so what do you do? You shrink Ray. You shrink Ray. And, and you just, just pick him up and leave. Put him he, in your pocket. He's the so best cute. person to just pass out. Yeah. And you have to carry him out. <laughs> oh, done. And I was like, see, that, again, that's another, it seems like an obvious thing, but I feel like if I'm writing this episode, I don't think of that. I'm just glad they did. I'm glad they did the, uh, the little leaps in logic that you just common sense moments like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, shrink Ray. Real. Don't carry him out. <laughs> shrink Ray. Shrink him. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's why yeah, it's called Ray. Jesus, in the first place. Yeah. I thought that was insanely clever, and it was. Yeah. It was. It, it is a little piece of logic, but it's so specific to that world <laughs> and those those characters. Yeah, and I think too, this episode is full of little moments like that that pay off character arcs, that pay off in world relationships, logic, and it take little things like him shrinking Ray and picking him up. You take a lot of these things to their logical endpoints, and I thought mm-hmm. that was a really, really nice touch. Yeah. And then we get to the saddest moment. Yeah. So they run out, and it's like, okay, we're done. And Snart looks around, and he's like, where's my buddy? Yeah. Where's my bro? Where's my bro mm-hmm. at? Where's my bro? That's the true bro ro- romance. Yeah. Bromance. Yes, they are the original. Two. Ugh. And so Snart goes back in. Mm-hmm. And... And knocks Mick out, which I was yeah. like, everybody's just hitting each other so yeah. they can be the one to die. Yeah, I also want to say, like, rip... <laughs> Rip was such a bunghole here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, 
he should have been was, the great sacrifice. I, I feel like he he had his moment to be like, yeah. now I knock him out. Yeah, to, you know, like I oh, know Rip's like, nope. Rip's nope, like, he's like no, I'm, I'm going back to ship. I'm going I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be a hero. Well, Rip isn't Rip. a hero. I mean, I think that's the whole point. It's like everyone else is like trying to redeem themselves or be a hero. Rip is like, I don't really care about anyone but saving my family. Yeah. <laughs> and Jonah but, Hex. And Jonah Hex. <laughs> and Jonah Hex. Who? Would Jonah Hex do this? Yeah. <laughs> mm. He's like, you know what? Jonah Hex isn't dead, so I shouldn't be. But yeah. what would Jonah do? <laughs> Uh, so Leonard knocks out Mick and he tells Sarah to get Mick back to the ship and Sarah mm. knows what's about to happen mm. and our boy gets that kiss yep. which I thought was a nice moment boy gets that kiss and it is a, I think it's a great way not just for Sarah to acknowledge but the show to acknowledge Snart being another amazing example of he is so not the guy we met on The Flash he is yeah. every bit the hero that he always insisted he never mm. wanted to be yeah, and you do have that great line of he he died a hero and he said and he would hate that. Yes. Which is pretty good. I also yeah. really enjoy that his his big cause Druce and his time people show up <laughs> and his big F U Leonard Snart's sign off from yeah. this plane of existence mm-hmm. is the great line as spoken by Ultron and Pinocchio before him, <laughs> there are no strings on me, which right. is an amazing allusion to the conversation they had earlier about we don't want to be puppets, and if we're gonna be puppets, we're gonna be the puppets that cut our own strings. Right. Great. And there yeah, goes it shows our that boy. destiny yeah. is in a, in his own hands <laughs> and you know, he's it's good. It's it was effective for me because he is the one character I think I care about. <laughs> <laughs> he, which sounds really bad, yeah. but it's also really smart to do it to that character because I think, you know, Ray. I would be like, okay, it was sad to see Ray go. He didn't get to really have his moment. Um, but the Snart has has his moment. He was given so many lines in just this episode alone, he proved that you don't need to write very much for him. Just write one line of dialogue and he'll just growl it out to perfection. And he just steals the scene every single time. So I wanted him to stay forever. I wanted it to be the Sarah and Snart show. Sure. I wanted them to go off and solve crimes and and unmask ghosts. You know, like, I wanted that to be... What the next season was. And so seeing him go was disappointing, but also fulfilling and kind of sad. It actually gave me some emotions, which is the first time I think this show has done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack Fair mentions this. You know, there's a line in The Flash where Barry does tell uh, Captain Cold that there's um, a hero inside and that someone should tell him he was right. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. It it got me... It, it worked. Yeah. It completely worked on me. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah. I am not afraid to say, I got emotional when this happened. I wasn't like openly, like loudly, distractingly mm-hmm. weeping, but I was feeling it. Right. I felt I felt the loss of this character. And, you know, if you're keeping up with the, the DCU on TV, mm-hmm. you've spent a couple of years with Leonard Snart now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's stolen the show every single time. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only reoccurring kind of villains and, and fan favorites that keeps coming back. And so to, doing this to him was a big move. And he's such a it remind the more I think about it reminds me a lot of spoilers for a show that's been off for a decade. Um reminds me of Spike's arc on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. Because every bit the the villain, the breakout character, the really fun guy that you like even though he's a total monster who 
his arc goes, 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 goes right. until eventually he becomes like Snart, every bit the hero that he never wanted to be, and he makes the sacrifice play for the people that he cares about. Right. right. But just like Spike, we could totally have Snart be a ghost. <laughs> it is a ta- time travel dimension yeah, hopping. Yeah, we have so many Who options knows? here. So the last, the last thing I want to hit on, in, as far as breaking down the episode, is the note the episode ends on. Right. And it's twofold. Rip, who's super bummed out, just hanging out in a cargo room it looks like by himself is saying you know Gideon can I see the the time stream data and there there ain't no more time stream data you done you done blown the oculus mm-hmm. up Which there's great no more of that and then Savage gets a call from like one time master who's apparently fine telling him that not only is Drew dead but they cannot help him anymore yeah but Savage uh very much a man of his conviction says nah you know what I got it I got a time ship. I'm going to go change the world. He still has Kendra, and he flies off into space-time, and that's the note that we end on. Right. So, should we get into predictions? Well, before we get into predictions, I want to do we, two things. We have, There is one piece of news, but before we get to this very exciting piece of news, right. final thoughts on this episode just as an hour of TV. Right. It was fun. It was great. I wish every episode was as eventful and as, like, kind of dramatic as this one was I think before this my favorite episodes were Night of the Hawks and the and that western episode mm. because they were fun but this one had like things happening and changes I didn't expect and using using like time travel and, and superheroes in an interesting way that's what I really like also we should know did we say that Savage does go back and completes the loop of like killing, yes. killing mm-hmm. Rip's like family too. That also happens in this episode. Yes, we hit on that, but it got okay, buried cool. in the just amount <laughs> yeah, of, of plot so much that we stuff were... happening. And that was the fact that that was the C story, like yes. the very low level story, was great. And that it's significant. The C story yeah. in this episode was crazy significant. Yeah, I wish it just. I wish we had this episode and not like last episode. I wish it just went to episodes that were as important as this every single episode. But. Yeah, because stuff happened and we had emotions, and that's not something they do a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I would agree with both you guys. This episode felt to me like this show firing on all cylinders. This felt like they were really hitting their potential, which made me really, as a fan, made me really, really excited. So I think that's going to do it for our conversation about this episode. But we do right. have a very exciting piece of news and gossip and gossip mm-hmm. and or gossip. So. As we saw in this episode, uh, Leonard Snart has now departed the crew of the Wave Rider, which is a total bummer because we all really love Wentworth Miller's work on right. this show. Mm. So before the episode had even finished airing, we're watching the last couple minutes of this episode, I get a notification on my phone, I check it out, and I jump onto Deadline. According to Deadline, yes, Wentworth Miller is no longer a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow, go mm. figure. He did, however, sign a regular player contract with parent company Warner Brothers TV. So next year, you're going to see some Wentworth Miller on Legends of Tomorrow. He may not be joining the crew of the Wave Rider from episode one, but he will apparently play a very significant role through the second season of that show. And he will be splitting duties between that show and Flash. Right. So we lost him, but we didn't. (laughs) Right. Which... I have a prediction about, but before we get to that, we should also put the new news that Supergirl will yes. be joining the CW 
in its Warner Brothers DC like this news broke today, didn't it? Yeah, this mm-hmm. just broke today. So that's great because they've introduced some stuff on Supergirl, like the Legends of the um, Legion of Superheroes yes. that they could use here. They've established that that's a whole nother universe, but. You know, they are traveling through time. Why can't they travel through different universes? So that could be something that works into future seasons. Well, it seems like, too, because it's another Berlanti show that now bringing it back, especially after you've already had a crossover with The Flash, enables you to do far more crossovers, obviously, which makes me crazy, crazy excited. But also, I feel like that show's audience is on the CW. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so I never understood why it was there in the first place. But this, you know, especially if they move production to Vancouver, which is likely to happen at this point, way more crossover potential. Plus, yeah, I mean, being a different universe, Legends would be way more likely to crossover than Arrow. Since Arrow's not really yeah. into the different Earths and universes and all that fun stuff. And so. now they're introducing yeah. aliens. They've mentioned aliens. So the only universe that aliens exist in right now is Supergirl universe. So Yeah, and Wentworth's contract is for Warner Brothers. Right. So even he could show up on Supergirl. I do have a yeah. prediction. Can yes, so prediction? you know what? No. You know what? Let's, uh, let's end our news and gossip by agreeing that it is a wonderful yes. and magical time to be alive, yeah. and let's move into predictions. Your After Buzz <laughs> TV predictions. Okay, now this is my prediction. It might be a stretch, and it probably isn't true. But something I realized while watching this episode, they're introducing, when they introduced the ring of Snart, mm. he did some rhythmic tapping that I found very familiar. Mm. And if you watch Flash right now, there's a character in Earth 2 that has a mask on that they don't reveal Ooh. who that character is with the mask on. And there's just, you won't believe who it is. Dude. That's all they say. It's Earth 2, which means there are doppelgangers. So they could be already have introduced an Earth 2 snart. Through the tapping. Hashtag that, Dave Child is a genius. Dave Child is yes. a genius. Here's my question, though. I, If I'm not mistaken, though, didn't they address that on Earth 2 Snart is a mayor? Yeah, he is citizen. Co- the, or, wait, a, it could be a sis- It could be Lisa. It could also so be. they didn't say a gender, yeah. It could also yeah. be It could also be someone from a different universe. True. Because Zoom yeah. is going all over different universes. So... That could be how Snart comes back. It comes back as a as an alternate universe Snart. That oh. would actually be genius. And you're wasn't right. That, the, wasn't that like mm, tapping a little it, like it seemed very oddly, specific? Yes, very oddly specific, specific and rhythmic. Yeah. And that's all that mass character does on Flash is just do that tapping. Yeah. So that could be that could be something that they're gonna do. I dig it. Because I'm, I've oh, been yeah. wondering who that mass character is this entire time. I think we all have, and that would yeah. be a very smart. Revealing move for people that watch like both both shows that would be cool. Lucretia predictions. Dude, Dave Child is a genius. Like I don't know how I could say anything other than that. Ugh. Right. Yeah. The also, Leonard is man in the iron mask. I think in the spoiler version, uh, we we touched upon what maybe season two will be about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is that uh, if I had battling to battling yes. some aliens. Yeah. If I had to, especially since we now know it's not going to be an anthology style show where we are going to be continuing character and story elements from season mm-hmm. one. I think this theory you threw out, like that's going to be my prediction too. Yeah. I think that's a especially with one episode left this season, that's a really great way to introduce a lot of big ideas for season two. Right. And that seems crazy exciting as a direction to mm-hmm. me. 
So I think, right, unless we got anything else that you guys want to throw in, I think that's going to do it for us here uh, on your AfterBuzz TV LOT After Show. My friends, where can our wonderful audience members find you on the internet if they're so inclined? You can find me at MRDaveChild on Twitter and Instagram and DaveChild.com. And you can find me anywhere at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N since there is only one. There is. I am Lex Michael. All of our social media at the Lex Michael. Unfortunately, as you can see, Frank Moran could not be here with us tonight, but you can right. find him on social media at Happy Go Jackie. Please come back. Join us next week. We're going to be talking about the season finale. There's going to be all sorts of weird timey wimey hockey walkie shenanigans <laughs> going on. We will see you then. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Druce R.I.P. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.